Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast with Ryan Cote, where we feature casual conversations with entrepreneurs about personal development and growth. Hey, Aaron, welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. How's your day going? It is going awesome. It's absolutely gorgeous out here. I can't complain. Yeah, you were telling me about your new house, all the land that you've got now. Must be very peaceful. Yeah, at least. Yes, we've been lucky enough to move to about an acre and a half wooded lot that is just nestled, to use a big fancy word, right? Nestled in a forest preserve. (laughs) Makes taking the dog out in the dark a little nerve wracking. But other than that, it's just absolutely amazing to be immersed in nature is just how I keep referring to it. And just very happy and excited and grateful and all the things to be able to have this. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure it's going to, I want to ask you about your morning routine, but let's, let's first, uh, which maybe is, includes nature. I know that you have that property, but let's first tell my audience of morning upgraders on who you are, what you do for a living. And then well, you kind of already gave us something you're grateful for, but maybe, maybe a win happening in your life right now. Sure. Absolutely. We'll add, we'll add to it. Right. So Aaron Marcus, I'm the founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business. The way I describe what I do, I call it success coaching because I work at the intersection where what you need to do to grow a business meets who you need to be to do it. So it's both the plan, the marketing, the strategy, but also the success mindset. And I work with entrepreneurs to build a life and a business that they're proud of. What's a big win happening in your life right now? So obviously the personal win is finding this house in the middle of a crazy market where we didn't have to we didn't have any of the chaos. We didn't have the crazy high interest rates. We didn't have the crazy high house prices. We got a nice little sweet spot there. And then a business win is being in business long enough so that when this just happened the other day and I'm so excited, we decided to add an event to our calendar, a client event for our prospects and the people who follow us. And we literally went from ideation to implementation in 48 hours because we've created the foundation to make that possible, which means everything is less reactive, less scrambly. You can help more people. You get to have more fun doing it. And I just can't even tell you how happy I am about to be in that position. Were you planning on like 48 hours is no, no time at all to put on an event. So you were planning this, so you started to create in the framework for it and then you executed it and it went well? Like every quarter, I do a fairly large online event for people to learn more about me and see if they, you know, see if I'm their person, see what they like and also to help people, right? And we have a big one coming up at the end of November, but I started to feel that it was too far away and I wanted to add something to the calendar between then and now. And I came up with the idea of what it should be. We picked a date, which is October 14th. We got the pieces together, the marketing together. It's published. The event won't happen for a couple of weeks, but it was so nice to just be able to implement immediately. Success loves speed, right? And just to pull that off quickly so that I now feel I closed a gap in my marketing plan without struggle. That's awesome. We're going to go back to business because you have a lot to share there. Let's go to the personal development side. How do you start your mornings? The thing that stopped me, I'll just start there for a second. The thing that stopped me from adopting a powerful morning routine was the years I told myself I was doing it wrong. I was doing it wrong. I wasn't doing it good enough. It involved... I, I had a puppy at the time who took over everything. And... 
It was all, everything I heard about was it's got to be first thing and it's got to be quiet and it's got to be this and it's got to be that. And when I finally got out of my own way of what's the right way and wrong way, because there isn't one, I have a fantastic morning routine that I do that involves gratitude and revisiting my goals and setting the stage, as I call it, so that I'm in the right frame of mind for the decisions I have to make all day long. And I seriously do it half the time. It's during the commercials to a six o'clock rerun of NCIS Los Angeles. <laughs> That's the first here. <laughs> Everyone listening, you're hearing it first. Hearing, uh, but, but it's my pace, right? The puppy's there, the coffee's there. I don't worry about that. That's my hour of mindless TV because I want my day to start slowly. I I do use reruns. I'm not looking at TV that I have to pay attention to at the time. For whatever reason, it takes a lot to slow my brain down. And I almost need that side hustle thing that my brain can pay attention to, to let, to burn off the extra energy and let me get quiet on the other side of what I'm doing. You know, it's funny. See, NCIS, that's like the crime show, right? Where they're solving <laughs> crimes. <laughs> oh yeah. So, senseless violence. <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny you say that because like I talk about not watching the nighttime news, which I don't. So I think it's so toxic for your mindset, yep. but I found myself lately if I'm doing work at night, watching this show on Netflix called I Survived a Crime, where it's like little oh blurbs of people that were attacked and survived or run over. And and I'm having these crazy dreams. I'm like, what am I doing right now? Like, why am I watching this kind of, it gets your heart rate going, stuff like that. So I guess, I don't know, there's something to it, but well, I can relate. I, yeah. And I think, and I don't watch true crime. I, I don't. I know that's a big thing now. I don't. Maybe it's because my dad was a Chicago cop growing up and I yeah. was immersed in enough true crime. But for me, the fact that I already know the outcome takes away the stress and anxiety that you'd normally have watching shows like that. Yeah. And I could just pay attention to the three minutes at a time that I am interested in and the rest is happening in the background. And I agree with you. I don't watch a lot of the news. Unfortunately, you know, I have a journalism degree. I believe in free press as the fourth arm of the government. And unfortunately, that's not how it exists anymore. So I get frustrated. You get immersed in the negativity. And I, I too also, I call it my little safety bubble, my mindset safety bubble. I like to stay informed on what's going on in the world. I think it's important to know things are happening. But I'm also very, very uh, protective of my brain. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think I'm going to stop watching it. I, the way I, the way I reasoning it to myself is like, I'm, it's, I'm learning about what could happen out there to, to possibly defend myself, what to look out for, but it's not, it's too. Yeah, the odds of it actually happening aren't that high. <laughs> That's true. Especially some of these things they show. It's crazy. Right? You would think uh, my boyfriend and I, we, we have gone through those like buried in the backyard and you know, all those crazy shows like you're talking about and we've learned like if for if i've learned nothing else in life do not live in a small town west of the mississippi river that's what i know (laughs) oh boy let's talk about your habits well what habits do you have throughout the day that you rely on it could be personal or professional sure habits throughout the day number one i start with this is a big one for me now this was a shift It's not just throughout the day. There's a set time during the week and then I do it every day. But I've really decided 
to let go of the idea that my money, my mindset, my time, my product offerings, that any of those things need to be fixed. Because if I say they need to be fixed, then it implies that they're broken. And so even if I don't have good time management that day, I'm now looking at this whole business owning life as a big game of Tetris. And my job as CEO of my business and my life is to just keep sliding the pieces around because they're always going to keep moving. The scenery is always going to change. So my new habit, and I made, I've literally made it a habit because it was a battle in the beginning. My new habit is to be unattached or to view any of those things as a problem or as being wrong. And instead, I consider it my responsibility on a daily basis to just look at the pieces and make sure they're in alignment. I'm spending money on what my values are. I'm spending my time on things that bring me towards my goals. I'm offering what the market is telling me will help move them and me forward. It's a habit. It's actually a habit to think of it as a normal process instead of a problem to solve. You're kind of like gamifying it to an extent, right? Or Oh, I like that even better. Yes. <laughs> there you go. I'm making it a game. <laughs> Where does your confidence come from? I have no idea. Uh, you know, I, I say that yes and no. So here's the weird, weird, weird thing. I had a lot of physical challenges when I was a baby. I don't remember them. They were operations. I was, it was all when I was under five years old. So I don't have much lasting effect. But there was, I wasn't supposed to survive, but I did. And that's kind of been a theme a little bit. It wasn't supposed to work, but it did. And what I just learned is I grew up in Chicago, public schools in the 70s and 80s. This is one thing that we used to do then that I don't, you don't see now. But when I was 16 years old, my mother told me I had to get a job. Okay, well, how do you do that? And she literally said, you know, all those stores on Devon, you go into every one of them and you ask them if they're hiring until someone says yes. And that's literally what I did. It was brutal. I went in a store after store after store, asked for an application, filled one out and eventually got a job. And I think when you add those types of things together, the thing that I know, is I might not always get what I want, but I will absolutely always be okay. I will always be okay because I know, I know that I know what to do to take care of myself, to make sure I'm okay. You're making me think of um, the process of going from store to store, just building up that callus and that resistance to uh, inner, the inner conflict that probably was arising when you were going you know, door by door. It made me think of... Uh, a while back, I got a job, like a part-time job on the side at a high-end wine shop close to me. I wanted the reps of like talking to a lot of people throughout the day. Yeah. So I tend to navigate, I tend not, not navigate, I tend to gravitate towards being a little bit more introverted, a little more, I guess, awkwardly, socially awkward, you know? And, you know, putting those reps in of like just talking to people over and over again or asking you questions about wine and having to like answer it with confidence and make recommendations. It was horrible at first. And then it got, it got easy, you know, as long as they didn't ask me about French wine, cause I still didn't understand <laughs> anything about that. So I stayed away from that whole section and just pray they didn't ask me. But b- besides that, it got a lot easier and I got, just got used to it. So I think that's, I, I can relate right. to what you, what you said there. Well, and here's the other thing 
you know, you're not there anymore, but all that you have to do when you don't know the answer is to say, I don't know. And then you follow up with, let me find out. That's a great question. Let me find out because people care more about you doing what you said you would do than they care about you knowing everything. That's a good point. Cause then you're probably more human too. Cause who right. knows everything, you know? Yeah. That's, and and yeah. that's the other piece. So the other piece of it is, so going to public schools in Chicago when I did, and we didn't realize what a gift this was. We do now when we get together for our reunions. I went to school with kids from 22 different countries. Nobody had money. Most people didn't speak English. And you just learn that people are people. People yeah. are people, period. Hard stop. So I have no hesitation interacting with anybody because I was so immersed with such an amazingly wide variety of people that there was no such thing as, well, they're different and different is scary because there was, everybody was different. I'm also trying to kind of relate to this topic. I'm also trying to teach my girls not to care so much about what people think of them. Like do your best, but do you. And that's like something I've had to learn even at the age, right age of 43, you know, I'm trying to instill it in them at a young age, like do your best, be a kind person, work hard, all that stuff, you know, that you hear about, but also just don't put so much importance into what people think. Cause I'm starting to see as I get older, kids are not very nice sometimes. And I'm just afraid of them just destroying their confidence, you know? Well, and so hundred percent, yes. But at the same time, give yourself a break because the truth of the matter is Our natural inclination, the way that our brain works, is to care about what other people think because that means survival. And we're mammals. This is, you know, the hind mind, the lizard mind. Its job is to keep you alive and you need people to like you to keep you alive. You can only be okay with who you are with intentionality of working on being okay with who you are because the default is to care what other people think. Yeah, that's so true. Accepting who you are. Yeah, absolutely. And age. Age helps immensely. I promise it gets easier for you. As I get older, I care less and less. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I feel like at this point, between work and the pavilion activities and all the club sports and the friends that we have, it's just like not enough time for much. I don't really have mental bandwidth for anything else. <laughs> so, right. a, you know. The worrying about it takes up too much energy that I just don't have. <laughs> so, Man, this time flew. I do have one last question for you. Yeah. And then we're going to wrap up with you sharing how people can connect with you, Aaron. Yeah. All right. So my last question is, since you have so much business, business experience for the entrepreneurs that are listening, if there are any that are struggling with their business, with their mindset, anything like that? Is there any general advice you can give them for getting through the hard parts of entrepreneurship, the the real heavy challenges? Sure. Absolutely. And I went through this this summer. It was due to a variety of personal things going on, just kind of made it hard. It, It wore me down and I wasn't as vigilant about my mindset. And I realized I finally caught myself thinking, okay, this is not where I want to be. So what I've done literally to turn the ship around in my own head, and I I go back to this all the time, I do three, what have I done? It's three things. Number one is I'm keeping an abundance log. 
So every single day, I write down evidence of the abundance around me. And sometimes it's money, and sometimes it's buy one, get one free plants. And sometimes it was, you know, a a discount and a free gym bag where I just, you know, whatever it is, I've been keeping a log of all the abundance around me. Um, The second thing I've been doing is going deeper, deeper, deeper in a gratitude. So if your habit is to think of three things you're grateful for, go for 10. And the other practice I've been doing is the physical act of clearing my thoughts because that was something I didn't understand. Oh, you have to process your thoughts. And I'm like, I'm so logical. I'm like, what the hell does that even mean? And so what I've literally been doing is I write down the thing that's bothering me. And then I'll literally write the word no and I'll circle it or not anymore. And then I'll write the thing that I want to believe and give myself at least one thing to prove that the new belief is true. Because it's impossible to pull yourself out of a hole when all you're thinking about is the hole. You cannot create great things from a place of suffering. And we want to create your snowball going in the other direction. So that's what I call setting my stage. And I do that in the morning. And if I'm not doing so well, I do it again at lunchtime. And if I'm really not doing so well, I do it again at the end of the day. And it's amazing how fast that turned my head around. Of that, I like that quote too. It's hard to get out of the hole when all you're thinking about is the hole. Yeah, quotable right there. That's very quotable. And we know how that feels. It's horrible. I have so much, I have so, so, so much empathy for people in that situation because I know, I just know how hard it is to get your head out of the hole. (laughs) I know too. Well, this was great, Aaron. Really loved everything you shared. If someone wants to connect with you, where should we send them? Awesome. Let's make it easy. My website is Conquer Your Business. Conqueryourbusiness.com. There's pop-ups for every event we have. There's links to social media. There's ways to contact me. There's blogs. There's podcasts. There's an episode with Ryan on there. Like so much free stuff and resources and make it easy peasy to get a hold of me. Conqueryourbusiness.com. Thanks and easy. Perfect. Thanks, Aaron. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. Please subscribe and review. And don't forget to visit us at morningupgrade.com for more content.